I worked on a garbage truck until I was 30 years old. Business ended up kind of going down. So what they ended up doing is kind of putting me on a, almost a little hunt at that point to figure out what I was going to do. So I was working this job. One of my cousins told me she's a realtor, told me she thought I'd be good as a loan officer because I know a lot of people, things like that. Prayed about it. Lord talks, told me clearly to go get my license. I knew nothing about finance, nothing about anything. So I studied, took the test to become a loan officer, left that job. Here I am. Sometimes God will give you a word and tell you which way to go, and it doesn't look like the path you're currently on, mm. but it's what he has for yeah, you. He, yeah. he knew something about me that I didn't understand and know. This is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. <laughs> and I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Tipping Point Podcast. Peace and blessings, everyone. We want to welcome you to the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all of the listeners, both new and old. We want to thank you guys for rocking with us and listening to our latest episode. Everyone is here. Now, Gat, I've spoken to you already earlier today, so I have a clue as to what kind of day you're having, but humor us. Okay. <laughs> Those who are listening and have been listening and who know you. Uh. I'm not even on 10, Walker. I'm on at least 11 or 12. I gathered that by earlier. Yeah, so I am firing on all cylinders. So, But thank you for asking anyway. Anytime, buddy. (laughs) Black, how are you? I'm not a... 11 or 12, but I'm good. What are you? What are you? Now we want to know what you are. You You can't use seven. (laughs) I was about to say, I can't use seven. (laughs) I guess I'm a... uh, Adjustable six. Okay. Oh. Okay. Which, which for black, I think that's that's on brand for him, right? I guess so. Not too high, not too low. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. so. I guess yeah. so. I'll but, take that. But but you're you're on a high. Oh, I'm good. Okay. Thank you. See, I mean, I'm, I'm passing the mic, and you're not even. <laughs> oh, so in other words, in other words, I ran off to get back on defense because I'm not used to you passing the ball. And in wow. all fairness, yeah, and you, yeah, you just took the words out of my mouth. So okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm doing, I'm doing rather well. Good. I really am. Um, the gender reveal is tomorrow. So by the time this is released, I will know the sex of the baby. But mm. Gat is, Gat is, is, is. I've known this for weeks. What, what are what, we doing what, here? Do you want me to put it on Facebook? <laughs> is he having a girl? He's having a boy. Okay, Negro Damas. You think he's having I a love, boy? I know he is. It's not even. But, but hey, who am I to tell new parents how to, how to announce it to the world? <laughs> Just know that your boy knows, okay? <laughs> I know. Like, this was written. I'm going to say he's having a girl. Do you have a name, Gat, too, also? Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> What's of the name? Of course. Delonte Walker. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Do you know about? Do I know about what? The, the name. You and the wife. Yeah. <laughs> Just going on the birth I haven't even told her yet. Okay. I haven't even told her <laughs> This yet. is why he doesn't invite me over. <laughs> <laughs> well, well no, there's a slew of other no, it was crazy because um, uh, when we were working together, there was a lady we work with who was pregnant, and they gave her child a code name uh, before she was born so they wouldn't have to reveal what the name is. So I think it's fitting in the light of that that we code name him Delante. Okay. Is that fine? That's fine. I mean, I, I didn't g- have to I know g- about I this. Give, well, let me see. The woman who's having it. <laughs> The, the, she may not be in the code name. Give her, okay, saying, okay. Right? I just, give her life. I just want to make sure I'm understanding. Let's keep that in the studio. Let's do that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. 
I call your oldest YG. Yeah. The youngest BG. Right. I get people nicknames that are like off based off of like rappers. Yeah. I don't know why I do that, but I like it though. It yeah. works. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, YG and BG. Yeah. So anyway, we're hearing a fourth voice in the studio. Many yes. of you who've already clicked on this already know we have a guest. So Gat, <laughs> this is a big reason why you've been well above 10 today. <sighs> so bring our guest in as you so eloquently can do. Well, Walker Black, um, there's a guy sitting on the couch in here, a guy that has been on our target list for a while. And I have to, I have to say, I haven't done my due diligence and pursuing or recruiting into the podcast, but um, none of that matters now because he's here. This guy, I, I call him the meme king. <laughs> If you ever need to be uplifted, uh, just just follow this guy on social. He's going to have something for you, for real. But no, um, this is this is a gentleman I had the pleasure to meet. I guess it's about three, three or so years yeah. ago. Uh, we're in the same industry, so um, we we tend to tend to commingle a lot. Uh, he, him, him more on the financial side. But um, no, nah, th this guy leads an impressive team where he is now in terms of lending and what what I love about what he's doing now is is one of his focuses in lending is getting opportunities to people that look like us who may not believe that they have what it takes financially to get in the home. So like that's near and dear to my heart. That's close to my heart. It just said it just it's an ounce of the character he represents. So without further ado, I give you my guy. Tim Harris. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, sir. Welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. That was a strong introduction. I was waiting for somebody else to come in. <laughs> you know what you're talking about? Now? I was like, somebody else? <laughs> this dude sounds good. Yeah. I want to meet this now, guy. Now, now, you now you mentioned that black. Uh, is he ready? Is he outside? <laughs> <laughs> so we can meet him. <laughs> Tim, before you go, I just got to share this with our listeners, man. So um, it, I, I, I was reminded of how this how this happened. And because I do believe there's a level of divine intervention involved too, but I happen to be leaving the gym and uh, I, I come I cut I cross paths with Tim and his wife. They're about to get get their workout on, and uh, we we you know we 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 do our thing mm -hmm. right you know. And then uh, Tim says, "Man, we ought to grab lunch sometime." Man, I was like, "Yeah, like I really need to do this like for real." And then I happen to mention the podcast, and so you know I gave him my little elevator speech on what we do and all that stuff. And unlike me, <laughs> I actually followed up and said, hey, man, <laughs> let's go to lunch. And Tim responded back and said, man, I went for real. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, we, we connected for lunch. And, um, and uh, oddly enough, we connected for lunch earlier today and uh, started talking about the podcast. Tim dropped some gems on me. And you know how I go. I'm really reserved. And I don't like to really, you know, overstep my bounds or whatever. <laughs> So I politely, calmly hinted at the possibility of him just recording with us today. Yeah. So uh, here he is, man. And Tim, again, man, thank you, number one, for on such short notice for coming through. My pleasure. But, um, just thank We just really thank you for being on this podcast for real. It yes, means sir. a lot to us. So, yeah. Sir. So, yeah, and... That's how Gat knows him, but Tim and I have crossed paths, obviously. Oh, I forgot you were over there, Walker, after that intro. I usually, that usually happens when you ask me how my day, or supposed to ask me how my day is going, but you happen later, so all good. No, but I know you, because, you know, we were members of the same church, right. so I met you, uh, and obviously you're a man of multiple talents, clearly, a <laughs> uh, musician. Yes, yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. But... 
I want to always, I always want to hear people's origin story, especially when they're doing something. Uh, I'm assuming that you do have a passion for that you feel strongly about. How did you get into the field that you're in now? Ooh. So long story short, it's nothing but the Lord just told me to do it. So I'm, um, believe it or not, most people don't believe this. I worked on a garbage truck until I was 30 years old, right? Really? Yep. 30 years old. I don't think I knew this. Too. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Worked until I was 30. Business ended up kind of going down. So what they ended up doing is kind of putting me on a, almost a little hunt at that point to figure out what I was going to do. So I was working this job. One of my cousins told me she's a realtor, told me she thought I'd be good as a loan officer because I know a lot of people, things like that. Prayed about it. Lord talks, told me clearly to go get my license. I knew nothing about finance, nothing about anything. So I studied, uh, took the test to become a loan officer, left that job. And here I am. Nice. Oh. And I love, I love how brief, it was to the point. Yeah, I, I like yeah, that. I could don't never. Wanna, yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to. <laughs> you said you. <laughs> I could. <laughs> you heard how you intro you, right? Yeah. You give me that same story. I will tell it in 30 minutes minimum. <laughs> now, I can do that, but I don't want to bore y'all with nah, the details, you know. That's cool. That's what's up, though, But too. it's such a, nothing but a blessing. I have, you know, no financial background, anything like this. Sometimes God will give you a word and tell you which way to go, and it doesn't look like the path you're currently on. Mm. But it's what he has for yeah, me. He, yeah. he knew something about me that I didn't understand and know. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, of course, that path is it's a lot on that path, but that's the short of it. Nice. Nice. Wow. Well, man, we appreciate you just coming by to just hang with us. And, you know, Gatry kind of cast for you the kind of the vision of where we're going with our podcast. About four years ago when we started, we were not on this path. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just cutting the mics on and just talking. Mm-hmm. We were uh, actually... Uh, we're actually dealing with garbage too, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you want to put it that way, I mean, that's harsh. That's yeah. harsh. That's harsh. I just I, it was the opportunity was if there. If that, yeah, it was there. <laughs> oh, you are referring to discuss or trash? <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even know he was going there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead, Walker. I had to. I had to. Which is a segment they got trash. <laughs> they got trash. Yeah. Yeah, pulling up from the logo today. Um. But yeah, so we're 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 in a space now where we're we're talking about men, mm-hmm. talking about men's issues, things that help men grow, things that concern men in the nine. So one of the things that I would love to just ask men who come on this this on this couch and hang with us is in your opinion today, what are some of the biggest challenges or what in your opinion is the biggest challenge that men face today from your perspective i think just that that definition first of all like what is a man Mm. Uh, because up until this point i feel like there's been so many things that's thrown out at us you know you hear all these terms thrown out uh hyper masculinity you hear metrosexual you hear all these different things right and so i think um the challenge is for all of us to bring balance to all of those terms. To me, that's like the hardest thing in the world because we're in an area where, again, if you're hyper, if you're if you overly aggressive because that's what we've been taught. You know, like me, growing up as a uh, working on the garbage truck, playing football, that's one thing. That's a completely different demeanor to uh, wearing jeans and T-shirts versus putting suits on and things like this. So I, I believe just finding out a balance of what that definition is, I think that 
we're forever struggling with that to find because balance is is key. You know, uh, Proverbs says that a false balance is an abomination, right? right. So just having a true balance, mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the greatest uh, struggles for us today. You know, how how do you, and, and with balance, you know, how do you be the man of your house but also show emotion and love your wife the way you're supposed to? You know, how do you discipline your children but also know when to pick them up, hug them? So that, that word to me, balance, is where men struggle the most. At. Do you think, you know, you, you mentioned there's a lot of different terms and we're in the information age. Mm-hmm. So... It's it's possible to have good intentions, try to go find and understand mm-hmm. what it is to be a man, but get it from the wrong source. That's right. Yes. So how how in your opinion, in you know, yeah, you feel free to chime in, but how do men navigate in terms of finding out the right definition, finding that balance, mm-hmm. understanding the whole of a man? I think me personally, I believe it's strictly through prayer, you know, because we I think we lean to the wrong sources, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we have different examples and things and you don't God has made us all individually unique. And I think we don't yield ourselves enough to prayer so that God can show you what your direction is. Because yeah. even when it comes to to how to love your wife, how to love your children, it's hard for me to tell you that because your wife is made up different from mine, right? Yeah. My kids, I may have, my one of my sons may be more aggressive than, you know, he said, you're going to have a boy. So he, my son may be a gr- more than my, aggressive. Than my boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. so I can't give you the same. That's what's unique about uh, when you give advice to people because every situation is so different, you know? So I think what we have to do is spend time in prayer and ask God specifically, like, what are you, what are you looking for out of me? What do you want out of me? How guide me on the definition of a man? Like, how do I, you know, how do I maneuver and navigate through that? Oh, that's good stuff, man. That's good. Gat, I'll pose a question to you. Okay. What do you think is, and, and, and Tim talked about just, just understanding what a man is, um, is one of the biggest challenge challenges that men face today. From your perspective, what, what, what do you see? Oh, Man, uh, the term the term balance again. I know I'm reiterating, but that is the first thing that pops up for me. And I, I know Tim at lunch today, I was sharing an experience uh, that I had in terms of my wife and I, and in terms of like my viewpoints uh, in marriage when we started and where we are now. And I have a more balanced viewpoint than I did early on. You know, like like I've like I've said on this podcast yes. several times. I had it all figured out. No one could tell me anything, especially her. I got this thing. Watch me steer it. When mm-hmm. under the surface, it was empty. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, when when I think when I think of what that man looks like, in my absorption of that, again, balance is that term, and it and that that stems from being a husband. That definitely stems from being a father with multiple kids. Like you said, different personalities. You got to be balanced as you are to deal with these these different personalities effectively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love what you said, Tim, about about the whole prayer aspect because I don't think that gets talked about enough. And I, I'll I'll revisit that um, later on. What I'll add to it is, and I think both of you guys, you know, gave great answers to this. Cause I don't think it's just one thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. There's a lot to being a man. Yeah. yeah. Like it, there's a lot it of is. different challenges that, that men face. Yes. And one that jumps out to me, cause I was thinking about this on the way here. 
and you kind of talk, you kind of touched on it briefly, Tim, is the issue of identity, you know, and, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm reading the book, uh, The Purpose and Power, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Man by uh, Miles Monroe. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he's talked about is that there was a time where women depended on the man to go out and, and provide and protect, mm-hmm. you know, hunting for food he could he could risk his life that's right you know and so when he came home it was a blessing mm-hmm. to see him he could be limping he could be bloody he could be whatever but he came home and especially if he came home with food yeah like it was almost a celebration mm-hmm. well now <clears throat> men don't have to go out and risk their lives yeah. but not only that women are going out here and getting it as well mm-hmm. so the validation that men once got from being in that traditional role isn't there. And so it's leaving men this question about where do I fit in today's world? That's good. And where do I go mm-hmm. to receive the appreciation that my great grandfather, my grandfather just seemed to easily get when he just showed up yeah. to the house. And so identity is to me is a huge thing in that regard. Mm-hmm. But what I want to throw to you guys is what I'm seeing with especially young men. I think that one of the biggest challenges is distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. You can find out your identity yeah. and your purpose, but my goodness, like you're distracted. Yeah. There's a lot going on. And what bigger distraction is there than women? Oh, <laughs> Ooh. I love our women. I love them, but. How many brothers? How we got guys coming to our minds right now that we know are just distracted mm-hmm. yeah. by women. That's yeah. that's even the things we are do we do as men. Mm-hmm. It's not for really the purpose of enriching ourselves. It's for the purpose of attracting women. Right? It is, is I think about the Dave Chappelle uh, bit that he did on a comedy special. He was like, you know, we don't get the car because we like nice cars. Yeah. We get the car because they like the nice car, mm. right? And so I think about how distracted and even how our purpose is kind of tainted because we're not doing certain things for us mm-hmm. to be better. We're doing it so that this woman will notice me, that woman will notice me. But y'all thoughts on that? Start with Oof. you. Man, that was good. I'm, I'm, that's good, everything that you said. I do think, going back to just the prayer piece, I think that that is because it still comes on us, right? Sure. So even though women are or can be a distraction, at the end of the day, you know, when you look at Eve bites the apple, nothing happens, right? Sure. When Adam bites, then he says, what have you done? Because at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, where are you? Where are you? It's on us at that point. Uh, I think that we have to, in prayer, gain uh, a proper identity and become fulfilled in ourselves. Because a lot of times what we're doing is looking for a woman to fill a void. You know what I'm saying? So that void is there and the enemy knows that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that women, some of the biggest wars have been because of that. You know, some of the greatest men in the Bible, a lot of our heroes fail because of that. Right. Sure. But even when you think about, you know, the story of Saul and David, we, you ask yourself, what did David ever do to Saul? Right. Mm -hmm. Then when you think about that song, 
uh, David has killed, uh, Saul has killed a thousand, David his 10,000. Oh, the women sure. were bragging on him, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, but that's yeah. because Saul had a void in his heart. That he, and so I think that that's the issue is men, we have to, we don't, nobody teaches us to, to spend that time with God, I feel. You know, even mm-hmm. when you look at church now, it's dominated by females. If they talk about prayer in church, it's dominated by females. If you, if you talk about your intercessors, it's usually women that do it. Nobody tells You're the right. men to You're do right. that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so we, we're left wide open with these gaps, you know? And so because of that, it is easy to be distracted when you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what you're doing and you, you need a void, you need the praise that we're talking about. When you mm-hmm. need that, then it's easy for a woman to come in and distract you. But when you're focused, that doesn't happen. It's easy. That's good. Gosh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the energy I was expecting. Man, man, so much so much of that resonates with me, man. And yeah, I I, I don't think I ever took a lot of a lot of point in time to realize like gosh, I mean nothing against my parents, but my mom brought me to the word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And <laughs> You know, just like, and I, I think about my wife now, my boys, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like that to me that, that, that really hits me. Cause it's like, man, I got a lot of work to do. Yes. I really do. Yeah. We yeah. all do. We yeah, all do. Man. We yeah. All do. Yeah. But it, it's real. And I think in a sense, it kind of validates the, these distractions we're talking about. Whereas you talked about identity, you talk about, you talk about having a male figure leading a household. And I'm, I'm, I have sons, so I can, I can only say it's for sons, but speaking life into your sons, helping mm-hmm. affirm their identities, then who knows, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe you, maybe you lessen, lessen the distractions and not, not just affirming their identities, but leading them in a spiritual yeah. way as well, which will help mm-hmm. the, uh, affirm, affirm mm-hmm. or establish that identity. Like that's if, and when that happens, there's a different outcome yep. in my opinion. For but sure. we teach it with girls though all the time. Come you know, on, Tim. We, let's, let's talk let's, about let's it. Let's make the daughters so tell them they're beautiful so another man has to tell. We tell that with daughters all the time. Take your daughter out on dates so that another when she another man comes, she's not uh she's not surprised by that. She's used to it. We teach that. But nobody does it with their boys. It's it's almost it's spoken against that. I can tell my son, you're a good looking boy. You know what I'm saying? Take yeah. care of yourself. We don't teach that to our yeah. boys. And Tim, I I'm feel like we do that with girls. I'm so excited. But you're, you're, you're right, <laughs> yeah. though. And and um, I was I was whining to my wife about this the last school year because I feel like socially they don't have anything for fathers of boys. Yep. You know, mm, like yeah, that, like daddy, daddy daughter, daughter. yeah, right. and then then uh, my boy school even had mother son date mm-hmm. night where the sons are taking the mom out on date night. Now, I I, I took that opportunity <laughs> to to brush my sons up mm-hmm. on etiquette and things mm-hmm. like that. So I made the most out of it. But like, why don't why don't we have father son? I mean, father son seems so natural, yeah. but why mm-hmm. don't we have a, a a whole event for that? Why is that? And I'm not asking for the answer. No, no, I know. That's what I I wish I knew the answer. Unless it's throwing a football or a baseball. That's it. Come on, man. That's it. We have no other connections with our uh, boys. It's for us to what's what's uh, put out there. Now, I'm sure we all connect with our boys on a, you know, at home, but there's nothing that's set in stone for us that's preached to us. You think about, like I say, even in church, it's the same thing. Right now, you can name a thousand women conferences. You say, Woman Thou Loose. You know, everybody knows about all that stuff, and it continues annually, you know. But there's nothing for us as men to connect uh, with ourselves as individuals and then with our children. There's there's not a lot of things that are continual. There's little things that people 
uh, shoot at every now and again, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. It's not continuous. Yeah, wow. yeah, and and I think that's why I, th- I think you need platforms that do talk about this and provide a standard for men in terms of fatherhood in terms of mentors, in terms mm-hmm. of that whole nine, so that they can see it. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think you guys are, are speaking to an issue that exists. People don't see enough of it, even with Father's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, how many jokes How many jokes are, are stemming around Father's Day? And that I was a part of. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <On> memes, you <laughs> know. Well, well, I think I echoed a lot, a lot yeah. you, uh, that you said, yeah. you know. And, yeah, I, I, my, my thoughts about Father's Day are mostly in jest, but there's some truth behind it, man, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, it's that's just not make a joke kind of funny. That's a, that's right. a, that's a layer of truth to it. it. It's not received as yeah. well as Mother's Day is. It's not. And, and, you know, I'm not. I'm not throwing any shade at our mothers. Yeah. Right. We need them. We need them. We got here because of a mother. That's right. Yeah. Right? That's right. But it's just like, nah, we're, we're, we're men. We're fathers. Like we are important too, because That's right. as we've talked about on this podcast, you take us out of the household. What happens? That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll say this to that point, Gatry. You know, we have this thing when I say we, I mean our culture, we have this thing to where it's like a zero sum game. Like if we champion fathers, someone immediately is like, I don't have anything against mothers or daughter. No, 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 no. We can celebrate both. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But there are clear deficiencies on the side of men to where we're not getting that they're not getting the appreciation. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, let us try to impede on Mother's Day and say, what about the fathers? <laughs> Right, heads getting chopped. Yeah, right. You see what I mean? (laughs) Because it's almost like it's almost like it it really feels like a zero sum game. But what I'm but but what we're saying is, I believe there's a healthy space for us to celebrate both when the time is appropriate because of how important both are. Right. And so, uh, getting back to what you're saying about being a father and being not only through example, but intentional what I call intentional mentorship where you're actually spending time with that person pouring your life into them Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it doesn't have to be deep but those times you remember like I I remember a time with my dad you know that he spent with me on my graduation day from high school you know he was going through some stuff with work but took time out to be with me Mm -hmm. you know years later 22 years later I can still vividly remember that moment. Mm-hmm. And so there's moments in our life that we remember. And so these things, what you guys are saying do matter yeah. that you spend with your sons. I think some of it too comes from, we have to, you and I kind of talked about some of this uh, today, <clears throat> but we can't remember how forget rather how we got here. Now, some of it comes, you know, you go back slavery, on up the men were ripped from those families so it was sure. left up to the women to do it and then sure. even when you come up even a little closer uh some of the women you know that's why some of the strong people in the family big mama you know things yeah. like that because the father was out working and so i think what's making it hard i don't say hard but a little bit more difficult is we're we're technically pioneering something you know this is new yeah. just like the point yeah. the excellent point you made earlier that um we were out 
you know, hunt, fishing, and things like this. So now everybody's home. So we both go out and hunt and fish now, and we both at home now. Right, so now right. we have to recreate this thing. We're pioneering right. uh, something. So, and even when you look at, uh, even outside of slavery, you come up some when the ghettos was created. Even now, when you think about Section 8 and things like that, they have income limits on it. Right. And so because of those income limits, a lot of women are scared to bring a man in the house because right. I got to show a certain income to stay at this level. And so you fighting systems uh, from a natural angle, then you, and a lot of it is spiritual. Like I said, you go back to slavery and yeah, things, that stuff is sure, past. For sure. So we have to be the ones that uh, break that generational curse. You know, uh, some of us didn't have fathers, so we have to be the ones to say, I'm not going to allow that uh, to be with my kids and stuff. Like my son, especially my baby boy, he's going to say, I love you before he uh, before he goes to bed. Well, I'll probably, me and my father, my father told me he loved me. For the, now, this is not a bad thing because my father was awesome, but it's just how we were raised. Told me he loved me probably when I turned 21, you know, something yeah, like that. By that yeah, time, you know. Yeah. But it's normal for my son now. And so what we're doing is now we're the ones that's setting a new trend, I believe. Yeah. So sometimes when you pioneer and you trailblaze something uh, with things like what you guys are doing here, uh, we'll probably see it filter out over the next few generations. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. One of the, and, and one of the things that we we are encouraging men to do is just man up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that, that takes on a lot of different meanings. We yeah. kind of talked about it recently. What does it mean to man up? And simply put, it's just becoming a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And we 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 want to deal with the whole of the man. Sometimes in these in in help spaces, self help spaces, or men's help spaces, you're dealing with kind of the outer parts of a man. Mm-hmm. So you'll talk fitness, you'll talk That's finances, right. Right. you'll talk your 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 dating social skills. Mm-hmm. You know how to pick up women, the whole nine, and those things are great. Mm-hmm. But you're really dealing with the surface or the, the shell of a man and, you know, going out there in life, whether it's, it's just work or family stuff, that shell needs some substance behind it. And so what we come in is that we also talk about the mental, Mm -hmm. the emotional, you know, we encourage things like therapy, the spiritual, what we've been talking about earlier. And I don't think that gets talked about enough in these spaces. And I want to ask you, because you mentioned prayer, you know, you, you've talked about communing with God mm-hmm. and just having a, a, a walk. Why do you think, in your opinion, and this is for the floor, but why do y'all think that that is, while you can argue that is the clear most important aspect of a man, mm-hmm. is often the most neglected <sighs> of a man? Why do you think that is? Man. I think it's just like we were saying, one, it's just been naturally taught. You and I were saying about this. Uh, there are things that are passed down that we just do. We don't even know why we do it. You know, right. like, why did you, uh, I told uh, Ronnie, was said, me and my wife was having a discussion. Uh, this is when we first got married. Why do you put the bread in the refrigerator? I don't know, because my mama did it. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. These are things that have been passed. So, again, because the way from generations and generations, you kind of talk that the, the mother was more so responsible for the, I had a praying grandmother. Think about the songs. Yeah. They don't sure. even refer, uh, reference to me. I had a praying Ooh, grandmother. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So these things was passed down to us, passed down to us. And then also you got to realize the prayer requires an emotion. Like to really connect with God is it requires a certain emotion and a brokenness. Well, we're taught not to show that part. Mm. And so I think that that's a disconnect too. Cause outside of, just saying prayer, I think um, 
we got to teach the intimacy part of it too, because it's bigger than just showing up at church. We're fully letting go as men. We're taught not to cry, not to let go, not to be emotional. And there is a certain thing that you you do maintain a certain composure because you know that there's a difference in the way men and women worship. But there's still a brokenness that as men we have to enter into. And again, I think it's just that nobody has taught us that balance to be broken as a man, to seek God's face and what that really means to spend time, not just show up at church, but to when that altar call is open, that it's okay to go down. And you start seeing this, you pay attention. The pastor has an altar call, the women flood it. You know what I'm saying? It's the ladies. They down there, they crying out to God. And we think we just, you know what I'm saying? Worship song going forth. We very seldom lift our hands. We maintain our composure and things like that. And, and I just think that we have to, somebody has to teach us how to connect with him, how to have an emotion, because there's a balance that we can have that emotion and we still can maintain, you know, our definition of what we think a man looks like. I have a follow-up question yes, sir. to that, but I want to start with, I want to start with you, Gat, for your thoughts. Uh. <laughs> Get to your follow-up question because I'm intrigued. <laughs> and, okay. and I promise I'll jump back in after that. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. So so why do you think that it's so tough for men? Because you mentioned the brokenness. What I'm hearing is the humility. Yes. yes right? Mm-hmm. And so I've heard it been said is that prayer is is your acknowledgement that I can't do life without God's help. That's right. Right? Yes, sir. How, why do you think it's so tough for men to get to that space of humility to where I need help? That, that right there, because I think that I need help. We It's a pride thing. And it's what our parents taught us. Again, mm-hmm. You know, it's what they taught you. Get up. Don't cry, boy. What you crying about? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now, again, we got to remember why, you know, as a. Black men, especially coming up, whether it's uh, even outside of slavery, you think about the '60s, they couldn't show a certain emotion when they walking, right? Sure. So that was passed to us, and we don't we don't really know why. So when you cry, when you do things like that, also men are scared to be vulnerable too, because especially if you're married, you have to be able to trust that your spouse can see this vulnerable space. And when I do cry. You understand it, but it still will allow me after this cry to still maintain my spot. Cause yeah, that's hard too. Sure. Some men don't want to be broken in front of a woman because once she sees this part of me, then she'll, she won't give me that space back again. Or you've had a bad experience with that. <laughs> that's right. Or, or you, yeah. or even that woman probably grew up in a similar environment. That's right. And, well, and, they, and yeah. picks up on that sign. It's like, Ooh, yes. we got a weak one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And I think that's all it is that we, we're, we're technically rewriting what a man is about too. When you yeah. think about it, we're, yeah, we're rewriting sure. the whole definition, sure. the whole script. Everything is being redone sure. right now. But I think that because of what's been passed down to us, we are afraid to connect with God like that because all of that stuff is uh, quite frankly, even in, especially when you talk about the South, Emotions, crying, weakness, all this stuff is associated with homosexuality too. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to be called mm. gay. Nobody wants to be called weak. Those words are trigger words for men. Right. Because it's, it's a form of, uh, of emasculating a man. Exactly. And no one wants to be emasculated. Yes. And actually, it's the complete opposite. If, a real, if you're a real man, you should be able to show all emotions because anger is still an emotion sure. right it's just sure. a different type and so nobody wants to be associated with that you weak you're this so we maintain a posture and we're never broken um ronnie gatry's into the chat i heard emotions and i just showed up <laughs> <laughs> welcome <laughs> you well tim, tim let, let me ask you this like 
I, I'm an, I'm a very emotional person. You know this. I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't take long for people to notice that about me. In your opinion, thinking of, thinking of that, I don't want to say ideal man, or can I say that? Okay, <laughs> okay. Sure, In your opinion, it's your question. That that <laughs> <laughs> there there has to be some emotional limits, right? What does that look like from your vantage point? And I'll excuse me. And I said that earlier. I do believe that there is, like you said, there is a point. As a man, you do have to, I think you still have to be wise and maintain a certain posture because at the end of the day, you still, you know, if you're military or anything, you have to maintain a certain posture because you're still a watchman on the wall, right? Yeah. So at church, uh, there's security, everything. That If, let's say, everybody's into it, there's certain people who maintain a post on the wall. They have to be still watching. So I think as men, we have to seek God about what that balance what that balance is. And, sure. again, that's the yeah. problem. We always go too far on the other end of the spectrum. Right. I think it's perfectly fine to cry, but at the same time, we don't have to flop out and just, you know what I'm saying? Just We done lost all composure at that point because you're still a watchman and you're watching things. And I think we just have to seek God to find out what is, uh, what's the balance. Because there is a too far in anything that, yeah. you, that sure. you can do do sure. you know and i think we have to maintain that posture well, well tim I, I would like to share this if i could and, yes, and, and give your candid thoughts yes, if sir. you will but um i go back to gosh it's 13 years ago now uh wedding ceremony they open the doors i see my bride oh yeah dude tear and my face is getting all crazy now talking about it but i could not control the tears yeah i could not it was it was a thing of beauty yeah and so I'm in that moment. I'm fully present. I'm watching my bride walk down. And my father-in-law kind of gives me this look like. <laughs> he looks at my wife like, you sure you want to do this? Yeah. It's two <laughs> different generations though, right? Right, right. Yeah. That's a generational difference. Yeah. Looking but, like, is this Nick? <laughs> right, right. Can you protect my daughter? Right, right. That's what they, but here's right. where it gets crazy. So I'm looking, I'm looking in the crowd. I look at my mom. My mom's crying. My dad, nothing. You know, I find my uncle, nothing. Yeah. So I turn back and I look at my groomsmen and I got one crying with me. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I, I took a, I took on a lot after the fact, like it was a lot of jokes. Yeah. I, I, you could joke with me about that. I, that. Like that, that's a moment for me when I remember for the rest of my life, yeah. cause it's something, it, you know, something you don't experience every day. And I don't know if I experience that ever again, Yeah, but like thinking of that as an example in terms of emotional balance, like, now I think you're going to give your boy a break or what? Yeah, yeah, I think that's different. And <laughs> okay. I think that that's I think that's different too because our women and children need to see that from yeah. us. You know what I'm saying? Like that woman needs to know she's appreciated. Right. She got dressed for a reason. It went mm. for you to stand there and look stone-faced at her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she did all that her hair and all that for a reason outside right. of the photos. And again, I think that that's been the problem. We have not uh, let ourselves go to a certain... It, although there's a limit, we still should be able to let ourselves go to a place of appreciating our wives, being able to speak, use certain words. Because we, yeah. we've been taught, you know what I'm saying, like special occasions. That should be a daily thing. For sure. Now, yeah, the women in our family should experience love, affection, touch, all that stuff. And, you know, they should be able to experience it. I think that was awesome what you did, you know. Thanks, <laughs> I think, Tim. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. She deserved it. Walker was there, and he was looking mighty screw-faced at me, too. I, I caught his eye in the crowd. So Here's why you know Judge his man. cap. Here's why you know his cap, because I was in the back of the church. He did not see me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know he was crying. That's how far back I was sitting. <laughs> this is all news, news to you. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Good. I don't doubt it because of my, my knowledge of gas. Now, was but, he at the wedding? 
Black yeah, was yeah. at the wedding. Yeah, I know he was looking at you. You see, I, I wasn't there. Yeah, you see, I, I know. Quiet. He just he let you have his moment. Yeah, right, let you right. have his moment. Yeah, I know. Man, <laughs> he was crying like the Tin Man from the Wiz. Oh, <laughs> listen, and I could, I listen. could not control it to him. Like I couldn't. No one has one of my best friends beat. He broke down. Oh wow! Right. Yeah, it was it was touching, yeah. but it was it was almost scary because I've never seen him cry like that. Ooh, so you like, know it's real. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh shoot, yeah. do I need to check on him? It was like that type. <laughs> it okay. was that kind of cry. Yeah. Like he needed support to hold himself. Yeah, up? yeah. It was like, oh. see if he, yeah, like wow. he he got, he got so overcome with emotion. Wow. And so I don't think that's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. I mean, I mean it's funny, yeah. but it's nothing wrong with that in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Like yeah. as guys, we we're we're gonna always find a joke. So uh, yeah, yes. yeah. So expect that. But no, at the end of the day, I think that's fine. Can we shift to another aspect of manhood? Is it is it a, is this a good point to do that? Let's go, yes, sir. Tim. We when we think of that when we think of a man. We think of him having the ability to provide. Mm-hmm. Tim, just go. Like, what? What does that? What resonates within you when you hear that? Ooh, that is. And boy. also talk about where we've got it misconstrued too, yeah. if you don't mind. Now, I think again, I, every household is different too. So, are we talking single man, married man? Because that's different. Um, tell you what, he, he, he. he I, I think that's, I, a, that's a good question. Okay, go ahead. No, what you think? What you think? When I heard that question, I'm I'm hearing in 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 as it refers to being in a relationship or being in a marriage. That that's where I was headed. Mm-hmm. Yes. So bullseye there. Yeah. Okay. But but I'm curious because I, I want to hear both. Can I can I be selfish yeah. and ask for both? Yes. Because, sir. because when I think provider, I think as a husband, I don't think about provider in the sense of being single because mm-hmm. that's true. It's kind of it kind of just at least for me it kind of yeah. just happened. Yeah. But if you've got thoughts on that, yeah, let's hear them. Well, the I, I, only reason I say that, too, I think just as a single person, you you need to, if you can, attempt to prepare to be a provider, though. And I think that's yeah. the thing, just preparing for for yeah. You're never going to be fully prepared um, because situations in life. But I think the attempt to at least be on some sort of path, even if you don't complete it, because I'm doing, like I said, I'm doing something completely different from when me and my wife started our journey. But I think you need to at least be prepared. But when you're married, I think one you have to assess what that woman is too, because every woman has different expectations. You know, we're talking about definition of men, just like you pointed out earlier. Uh, what did she see? Like, what is her definition of, because that can, that can um, help or take a marriage down. There's some, there are some women out here who, who are natural nurturers and no matter where you are in life, uh, they understand they're builders. I'll say that. What I mean is as you start in your business or whatever you're going to venture into, they can naturally assist you and be there and even go out and pull things in with the understanding that one day you're going to make more money or whatever with that understanding. But there are some ladies that can't marry a man like that. That's perfectly fine, but you need to figure out who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, because that woman needs, you need to already be established. You need to be making six figures, but that's their right, right? Right. So you need to figure out which woman you're dealing with. And I think those things will help you um, understand what, what you're going for. But at the end of the day, as a provider, I think you need to have a clear plan and lay it out. One thing's I my wife, um, we have an interesting story, but <laughs> she she had understanding, but I, I always share vision with her too. Mm. So even though we didn't make the money, she always had a 
understanding of where I was headed or at least attempting to go. Yeah, my love. Yeah, that. and I think that's the problem with men. We don't communicate enough. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We think that that woman is just upset with us, but she don't know what you over there. What are you thinking? You know, I promise you we're going to get on our feet. What does that mean? <laughs> what does right. that look like? What do you right. So my wife knew, okay, I'm taking this test, and this is going to lead to this, and this is what I'm now – Stick it out with me. I promise one day we're going to make it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do that. I think I, I don't think women are on us the way we, we portray it. Some men just think that we can just say, stick this out with me, and she's supposed to just ride with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. As a provider, that doesn't mean that the account is always going to have money, but you at least need to have a game plan that you are, you know, being able to, lay, to give us some security. Security is not always money. It's not always currency like we think. Security is a plan sometimes. She needs to know where are we headed to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And when you give her that, then you that's showing that you're a provider, in my opinion. Wow. So you're getting into where I was wanting to go in terms of, of, of a leader. And, and what should be the goal for every man in terms of being a leader? Because I believe in us is the ability to be a leader, whether it's in our families, our communities, if a man assesses himself and he's not really leading in anything, mm-hmm. where where's the first place does he, what's the first step in your opinion that he should take in terms of becoming and realizing the potential of being a leader? You, I'm going to go back to it every time. Prayer. It's prayer. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Because in leading, you have to get, I'm going to say prayer and I'm going to say vision because the vision for yourself. But the other thing is, do, do you understand where God is taking that wife? Because that's, that's different, too. Do you understand? Each one of your children. As great as Joseph was, at the end of the day, Joseph, when he got to where he was, where he was at, uh, you know, running Egypt, he sends for his father, right? And mm. You read when his father gets there, his father sits them down and tells them individually who they all are according to their personalities. Mm. And so I think we have to seek God, not just for us, but as a leader. It's, I think we've made it all about money, and it's not leading somebody. Your wife could possibly make more money if you lead her and show and find out who she is. You know what I'm saying? Right. She may end up being greater as for us to uh, currency go, but having – Vision. What what does what does God see when He sees this woman? And I think that that's where we go astray. We we make it about leading that we are we are the end all be all, and, uh, and leading is not always that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think about Nick Saban is one of the greatest leaders because he transforms people to the next level. Uh, all his all these athletes they're better, faster, stronger, and they make more money than he does. But he has visions for the position. He has vision for the next level for them. And he'll mm-hmm. always be in other people come to him to tell, you know, how do I get to the next level? Everybody seek him out for that. Yeah. And so I think as men, that's what we got to do. Like, Lord, because I ask all the time, like, Lord, what is my wife like? What is she supposed to be? Help me help her break generation curses because she has things to help me nourish her properly. What, is, has, what has she been through that I need to uh, talk her through? That, to me, that's leading more than money any day. Yeah. Good stuff. Wow. Um, just, just, just pause for station identification. Are you okay with the Saban reference? I, I'm, I'm concerned. Like, <laughs> he's one of those, Tim. So is we got sure, fan. Yeah, he's he's oh. stand. Well, we got to make sure he's okay. He's not just a fan. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Y'all are Batman fans. I'm an Armin alum. So, both, oh. so let's 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 establish that first. Whoa! See, you need it. Let's let's <laughs> yeah. let's, let's establish. Y'all are the fans in this room. Okay. Right. Continue. Right. You done? So, and and are you, and are you okay? And I'm <laughs> now you are. 
<laughs> and I'm good. Hey, Tim, you took that one because of me. My bad. Man. <laughs> we'll let him have it. Man, it was sp- it was like buckshot. Yeah, right? That was AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like, change my bleeding. I just gave it a chop up. Yeah, my bleeding. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you know, if you want smoke, I got it. <laughs> but no, that's a great reference, though. That's a good reference, though, for sure, for sure. What you got, Gap? Uh, gosh, there's so much there. Um, nah, nah, just just, just go, just go, because just go. I, I'm I I'm in a place I don't need to be. So. <laughs> And this conversation would have got curious. it would have gone off the rails. I'm but, curious. Yeah. Um, so we talked about we talked about recently about what is a man, mm-hmm. or, or or yeah, what what does it mean to man up? And Black talked about accountability, mm-hmm. and I I think that that is, I think when you talk about leading, I think you can't lead anyone without showing the ability to accept accountability. Yes. Um, I think in, in many cases you earn people's trust Mm -hmm. in you husband, father, when you're able to publicly accept accountability. That's right. Talk about, and again, I I know it it takes, it takes a, it takes a humble man to get to that point, Mm -hmm. but talk about how significant that has been for you. Just accountability. Yeah. Oh man, that has been just that. It's it's been. A, I mean, it's, it was tough. First of all, yeah, because you got to let go. It's of never pride. easy. Yeah, right? it's not. It's never. You know, it doesn't feel good. No, that pride <laughs> piece, man, and just letting it go. But it feels so wonderful to be able to do that because again, it's showing your brokenness to God. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's my biggest thing. That just taking responsibility. And saying, Lord, I was wrong. Or like he said earlier, being able to, you know, initially thinking that you know everything in the marriage. This is the way it's going to go. But then knowing that God's grace allowed you to realize that I was completely wrong. And that yeah. that, that accountability piece, man, to me, that's the, that's the biggest. Even when you mess up on uh, even business decisions. Because like I said, my yeah. wife is stuck. I was like, oh, no, I blew that one. Like that. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. That was terrible. But I think accountability... As a man, just taking full accountability and, and giving it to God so that you don't make that mistake again. For sure. It is. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's tough because, you know, one of the things I've shared with Gatry is like, man, you've made some promises to her, to your wife's father. Yeah. You know, you you already you worked hard to convince her this plan was going to work. Yeah. Or you knew what you was doing. And now you got to go back to her and say, you remember that thing I said I, uh, I was going to handle? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's tough mm-hmm. because you don't want to let this person down. Mm-hmm. You know, the you don't it, it's tough when you know, it's one thing when you just let down a stranger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Depending on your integrity, that may or may not bother you. Right. But when it's someone who you respect that you let down, it hits a little differently. Yes. So, it is it's the the strength to say, you know what? I missed it. Mm-hmm. I missed it. Forgive me. We won't be having this conversation yeah. in the future. You know yeah. what I mean? We'll yeah. be having less of these yeah. in the future. Because I, I still think as you grow as a man, you're gonna take some risks. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're gonna you you're gonna miss it because you're you're on a new level mm-hmm. that you're not accustomed mm-hmm. to. And so 
you know, it, and it brings you back to the, the conversation about prayer because mm-hmm. that keeps you humble. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. I've never been on this level before. You know, I'm doing well. I'm yeah. doing better. Yeah. But I'm on another I'm on another level. And so I think that can be scary mm-hmm. for you and for her, mm-hmm. depending on where you are. So just, just talk about how how you reassure her and your family when you're on a new level that may be scary. So I think the first thing is that, again, I think men, we don't admit it. I think it's the demeanor. I think that's what get women sometimes with us, you know, like. We look like, we, yeah, we look stone-faced. Yeah, yeah. I got this. I know what I'm doing. And it's okay to say God has challenged me in this area. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Yeah. It's, it's uh, And I think we, we're scared to be vulnerable and say that. And I think yeah. if you have the right woman, she's going to take, take those words and she's going to, you know, she's going to make sure you're comfortable in that situation. And she's yeah. going to make sure that you're not exposed. I think that's the problem. We, And then we end up mad later because it fails. And then you, she, you're not with me. We, I think we just got to come. We have to communicate more. I am scared too. I don't know what I'm doing. I have zero idea what's going on, but this is where God has challenged me. And, and then we have to also make sure that they understand uh, that I think that I am doing what God has instructed me to do. But the inside of that, I do think because we're, we're forever learning, we're forever learning how to hear his voice. Right. So because of that, we still have to be open when we're telling her that that is not a zero tolerance. And what I mean is that we're open still because God will use her to tell you when you're being stupid sometimes too, because that's the thing, you know, sometimes we think it's just, and sometimes she'll tell you. Let's (laughs) talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, So how do we handle those moments? Cause, cause you, cause you, you, you the head, right? Yeah. But but, so but how, how do you handle? You see what I mean? You, but being you understand head, what I'm getting at. So so being the head says they, the Bible says this in Proverbs. There's safety in the multitude of counsel, right? Yeah. So a lot of times we're running by nobody. We think that leadership is just, and we think we we learn this stuff in the natural. So the natural they tell you, uh, you you have a board, you have counsel. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, you have these things, but we don't do it in marriage. We think that leading it, no leader just runs anything. No CEO can just do anything. The president can't just do anything. Even the CEO has board of directors. That's right. Yeah. You have to. The president can't just make a call either. There's chains of, of command because there's different perspectives that you don't think about. Also, from my experience, what I learned, sometimes God is telling you to do something, but not right then. So sometimes she can slow you down a little bit, you know. Sometimes she can speed you up. We got to be open to that because I think we think uh, when you hear leader, we think dictatorship and those are different. You know what I'm saying? So we think that that means God said we finna move and pack this house up right now. It's like, okay, babe, but is it now? Is it two years from now? Is it next year? It may be next month. It may be in the morning. It may Mm -hmm. not be right now. It's a reason why your partner exists. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't just, uh, you know, most of the time we make it for this woman too. And I think, you know, like you guys hit on, I think that's what submission gets mixed in sometimes that we think that that woman is there to cook, clean, and uh, for sexual purposes only. She has an opinion and, she, and God speaks to her as well. Oh, you know what I'm saying? She's sure. a that we have to be open. Helpmate. Yeah. Like yeah. what you know, it ain't just to help cook. Right. <laughs> that's, right. that's what our fathers have passed down to us. They right. know things that we don't know sometimes. Yeah. And we yeah. gotta be open in that way. Well you well, spread the love a little bit. Right. <laughs> right. The, yeah. the, the way yeah. I look at it is this. I think women and men obviously have a different hardware, mm-hmm. but they also have a different software. That's right. And with the software it becomes comes a different function, a different perspective, a different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important and you can you can tell me you just young guys out there who are single when you're looking for a woman 
look for a woman who actually helps you along the course of your life. Yes. You know what I mean? Not not help you to be what she wants you to be. Right. But she actually helps you get you closer to where you want to be. That's right. And I think, you know, once we get past the the the, the physical mm-hmm. of a woman, yeah. and we can see a person that, you know what? I like who I am mm-hmm. when I'm around this woman. Mm-hmm. I like who I'm becoming around yes. this woman. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. If you that, if you if you can say that, bro, what you doing? That's right. Like, That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And so I, I think I think when you there's something about a woman's ability to help. She she she's there's an investment mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think there's a balance there because, yeah, women, women, there are certain things women need from a man. But it, it's uh, it's almost um, it's almost like the person who was looking for for Abraham's uh, Abraham's wife, mm-hmm. or Abraham's son's wife. The woman was at the well, mm-hmm. you know, the guys like, give me something to drink. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, right. your donkeys need yeah. need water like. Helping, that's and right. he was like, "That's his, that's the wife, mm-hmm. that's the wife." So a woman who really, even though she got she got a career, she she's doing her thing, mm-hmm. but for some reason, she helps you. Mm-hmm. I think that I think those are things that, as a man, knowing what you're going to be up against, knowing the decisions you're going to mm-hmm. be making, I think that's a great quality to look for in a woman. Yes. And that comfort piece too, because yeah, um, I think about it. Uh, so I say this all the time when it comes to we, when you you hear people talk about marriage and they they use the virtuous woman and all these things, right? But I'm gonna tell you one of the greatest women to look at. Now this is for for a different reason, Delilah, and I'm gonna tell you why. That is so you, funny that you mentioned that. So Delilah is so good that she Samson spends so much time out fighting, right? Because as a man, you fight out in the world, so you don't want to fight when you get home. Delilah was so smooth that she was allowed to get, to place this man in such comfort that he received a haircut in his sleep. Think about how much comfort she provided. Come on, you know what I'm saying? She gave this man so much comfort that he defied God. He told her a secret that the Lord told him never to tell, and that's really what what women don't understand the power that they have. They can create yeah, such sure. a culture that you come home and rest, you'll do anything. Listen, you give them anything. Well. I mean, that's what it, what you're what you're describing is a certain skill set that's used for negative instead of positive. That's right. Mm. Yes. Go to strip club. That's right. That's oh. exactly oh. it. That's really yes. what it, I mean. That's they push it. you in, in again to my to the life of me. I don't understand the concept. I'm like, this ain't free player. Yep. But <laughs> the comfort is so good yep. for men that's that they're right. willing to just hand over, throw money. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, but 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 it goes back to what you're saying, the comfort. Mm-hmm. If you can take that and repurpose that for a man's good, yes. instead of to extract from him. You can get anything from that man. And that man can go to what levels he can go to when you repurpose that skill set. Mm-hmm. You right. know? Yes. And so... I I I think I, I think one of the things that I see that's that's especially in Christendom is I think there's a lot you can learn from a woman from women like like that mm-hmm. you know but the end game the end game what is he doing <laughs> 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 he's over <it>. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think he felt the uh, your strip club analogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think I think he just, I think he just I kept know. out there. Yeah. From <laughs> you know, they say in church sometimes you don't hear nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he agreed with yeah. that. Nothing yeah. else. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think. But again, those types. of reason why I say that is those women understand men. They, they do to the degree to which they can get what they want from that man. Yes. Mm. And for ye- I mean, how long has this been happening? Yeah. For centuries. The process is the <laughs> how beginning long has of this earth. been happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, it's it's and I think I think the uh I can't think of the who was the who was the guy in the Bible? John it was, it was John the Baptist was in prison and he ended up being murdered. Mm-hmm. And you remember the, the was it It wasn't Potiphar. You talking when Caesar asked for his head? Caesar, yeah, it was it, Caesar. Head. The his wife, yeah, asked for the uh, head, head, head on of John. A yeah, yep. and, and the I think the woman's daughter mm-hmm. came in and did a dance. That's right, it was a dance. And Caesar was done. like, "I will give you whatever <laughs> you want." Like he goes back that didn't, far. He didn't even want to do it either. You, he didn't want to yeah. do it. Like once once she told him, she uh, was like, "Oh God!" Yeah, but I, but I put it out here. <laughs> yeah, that dance though, my God, <laughs> that dance had to been something special. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Is like women for for years have understand understood how we work. Imagine if it was a woman who was invested in our purpose. Yeah. Imagine finding a woman like that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Think wow. about how think about how amazing that would be. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, not to get on that tangent. No. So, I'm just wondering, like, how important was it for you? I don't know if this was the situation, but that your wife had a relationship with God. Oh, very important because I feel like God kept keeps her grounded too. You know, yeah. th- that's what equally yoked, in my opinion, is just really being about her relationship keeps her grounded and her faith connected with my faith. Because there's things that we can't see, you know, um, outside of us talking, but I, I feel like our faith connected. Now, the other thing is they have to have vision for you, too. She had to believe that I was able to accomplish that as well. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because some guys are just talking. Some don't have the potential to do what they're saying that they're going to do. There's no potential there. I feel like her relationship with God, her prayer life, made her believe in uh, what I was doing. So I think that that's sure that is key. <laughs> now, was she with you when you were a garbage man? Uh, toward the end of it, yeah. The first, probably the first couple of months of it, yeah. She so probably got so the she, most. She stepped out on faith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She did. Oh. She stepped out on real, which is why now she has whatever she wants. Not from a spoil angle, but from the angle of you, you stuck it out. So you, you get whatever you need, you know, but that takes, and she did it with, with joy. That's, that's different too. Cause yeah, I've seen some people do it. Yeah. yeah. Not once did she make me feel less than. Wow. Now, once did she make me feel like, you know, when you go, it was none of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you go, the way she handled me, you would have thought I had money at that time. You thought I, and I mean, I didn't oh, know that's nothing. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So that, that gave me, and I say this all the time to guys, uh, even when, when guys mess up and you get to a certain place in, in your career, you think that these women are attracted to you. They're not, they're attracted to the glory that this woman has stuck out and created. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what they don't understand. That woman, if somebody sees me and is drawn to me, this is what my wife has through time help build this confidence right. to this point. You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. th- that's what you are attracted to. You move right. her, it moves too. <laughs> right. Tim, 
I, I want to go back because you intrigued me with your story. <laughs> I mean, for real, Tim. Like, dude, you were. Were you, I mean, were you a garbage man? Oh yeah, like so, on the back of the garbage truck. So, so, so smelling like, all of that. Yeah. It was awful, bro. Mm. It was awful. But take me back to that in context of like, and this is just me, Tim, and this is this is no disrespect at all. Yeah, but yeah. I, I know how I am. Yeah, I, I would not have any confidence stepping to any woman. <laughs> If that was my profession, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I, I'm kind of embarrassed to, to share that. Yeah. But talk to me about like how even being that you still, you still had that, that fortitude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To step to your wife the well, way it, you did. It, it, in our, our relationship kind of evolved. She and I, so it's more so to, to that point. I, I'm kind of like that too. I'm okay. very, matter of fact, I say all the time that the Lord used that to humble me too. Like, that was a breaking. So I'm just like that, too. You know, I'm like, I can't talk to nobody because I'm very prideful, to be honest with you. Yeah. So it was a breaking for me. It was it was a, a breaking for me. But she uh, she never mishandled me like this. So it was still on her because she gave me a comfort level. So it's not that I just, you know what I'm saying, saw her and just walked up to her and just started. No, that's not how that happened. You know, it, right. it evolved um, into something. And she, and even to this day, you know, she believes, she believes in me a lot more than I do. I can tell you that, like, even to this day. You know, I told you, I'm, believe it or not, I'm shy by nature. I don't I like don't crowds. Don't lie to our listeners, man. I, I don't like it. My wife pushes me all the time. She's like, yeah. you need to go. You need to do this. You need to do that. Everything, even with certain things now, of course, now I just, this is Friday, but if it's a suit or something like that, don't. No, you need to, you can wear this. You you're gonna look because I come from a gig. We was joking about this the other day. I had some jeans on. They were a little bit you know a little bit more fitted, right? So I grew up in the nineties, baggy jeans. You know what I'm saying? We grew yeah. up Tim's and yeah. things like that. You know, yeah. she was like, no, it looks good. But to push me, then after that, other people will start com- complimenting, saying stuff. She's building that, so somebody else see you. I think you just grab that. And no, she made she made me feel comfortable enough to leave the house into an environment. And so and people don't realize how important it is yes. to have that right connection and and have that woman that believes and sees more than you do. Absolutely, it's absolutely it's so vital. it's vital. <laughs> That's just a shout out to her. Yeah. Anything I become, I feel like that God shows His love to me through her. Is how I feel. You you're making me right now really appreciate my wife even more. And, and you've seen this walker. <laughs> I'm sure you pay attention. I, I know you did because you and I used to have uh, conversations about it. We all used to work together. Mm-hmm. And um, y'all know how I used to dress, particularly going to work. Okay. You, you yeah. clarified that. Yes. Gotcha. Before my wife got in the picture. And yeah. Things changed, right? And I, I remember specifically my wife got me this yellow sweater that I still have to this day. Mm-hmm. And man, again, I was an immature, I was very immature early on in our marriage and I raised all kind of, you know what? Mm-hmm. And I threw that, I threw that sweater across the house. Ain't no way I'm wearing a yellow sweater. I'm yeah. looking like a school bus is uh-huh. what I told her. Wow. <laughs> man, Tim. Well, I tell you, I just put it on because I think it was all I had clean at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I put on this huge jacket over. I was like, man, ain't nobody going to see me in this. Yeah. Man, I got caught slipping, come out the bathroom, got a compliment. That yellow really brings out your whatever. Yeah, from, from a woman, or uh-huh. it, it was it was it was harmless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wife may know what she's talking like, about. That, that woman ain't never had good vision. Yeah, so she don't know what she's talking about. Get another compliment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I gotta go home, and I was too prideful to eat crow. Yeah, but uh, now I gotta I gotta know. Like uh, my wife picked this out. She had all the stuff in mind. Mm-hmm. It worked. 
I really got to lean in and trust her more, especially yeah. when it comes to her fashion choices. So they yeah. have vision for yeah. us, man, that we, you know, they keep us, they keep us uh, current too. I really yeah. do. I feel like yeah. they, do. they keep us very I agree. Yeah. I agree. But it's got to be with the right woman. That's the problem though. Sometimes cause you can't, you can't relax with everybody listening to this podcast might not be able to have that same thing. And I think that's the thing. That's why I say advice is so weird. Sometimes you got to find that. Right. <laughs> it's possible though. Yeah. It's possible. And yes, you have to do your due diligence mm-hmm. is if you're single and dating, you're yes. looking for fit. Right. Just right. like companies look for a right fit in, mm-hmm. a, in, a, in an employee. Employee, yes. Go ahead, Gap. And I, I just, and Tim, let me know what you think about this. We've talked about it, but I really feel like when it comes to finding the right one, it all starts with you. Facts. And I'm going back to that identity thing. You yeah. got to know who you are. That's it. You got to have a certain level of love for yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have that. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I didn't I didn't have that when I proposed to my wife. Mm-hmm. I did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me but, me. but yeah, yeah. Remember, like, I feel like I've grown into more of that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's bared fruit, mm-hmm. obviously. But um, I feel like if a young man is out there wondering, is this woman the one? I think a lot of it starts with knowing yourself first, loving yourself first. Yes. And then that woman comes in and puts that icing on the cake. And that is exactly it because you have to explore. Because that's what I realized. I really didn't know myself, and once I started realizing, what I realized is that's why I was going for the wrong kind of women. Because I'm, I'm right. kind of laid back a little bit for the most part. Now I laugh and joke all day, but you know, like you and I was talking about certain. So you got to be honest with yourself and say, well, "How am I for real?" Mm. You know, we lie to ourselves all the time. You Preach. know, I can handle this and I can handle that, and a lot of times we can't. We're attracted to it sometimes. Uh, even and what I mean is like uh, my son. I, I pick him about this. Uh, I got an old older son is 21 and he's drawn a certain kind of girls but he's realized he doesn't like it because he thinks he's attracted to the girls that's like you know wide open but at the end of the day he chills and he's now just coming to understand and realize that you know that's how he is and i think we don't we're not honest with ourselves like what are we uh what are we drawn to for or what do we need that's yeah. right like how did right. god make me up like, right what am i drawn to well, and i think you just gave me the answer but Tim, I'm gonna ask you as a father, father of of young men, what does that look like for us to make sure our sons are rooted in their identity and have a have a deep level of self love? I don't think we talk. So I do this a lot. My wife would tell you, and uh, I talk to my boys a lot, and I also tell them where I messed up at. Uh, mm. I always do. I admit it all the time. I was like, this is where I. I say it often, not too much to the point that because you do have to walk a thin line and according to the age groups what they can handle, too. Right. But they got to know what's in their blood. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some in their veins that they need to know. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have these things that generational curses that our fathers have passed down to us. So we got to talk to our boys and say this like my one of my sons. Uh, I say one of them. <laughs> he's he's got this this thing that I noticed that I used to do a lot. And I talked to him about it and told him what it did to me. We were able to kind of walk through it. It helps him a lot. You know, a lot of times what we do instead is just fuss at him and, and beat him up. No, you can't do that. You know, we because and a lot of times we do it because we saw what it did to us. So we think, don't do that because, no, tell them what it did to you. Like, why? You you know, look, I want you to skip some stuff that I did. It took me five years to get here. I'm hoping that it takes you a month or two to get here. I talked to these kind of girls. This is the route that it took me. We have to be transparent with our boys and tell them that, yeah. you know, we're just leaving them out there. We don't talk to them. 
you, I mean, they're still they're still young men, mm-hmm. and mm. so men are like lo- are logical. Yes. So you have to logically walk them through how that scenario plays out. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they're not going to respond to the yelling, the fussing, right. or whatever. I mean, like, man, you tripping? You wild? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But but I think it makes sense to to especially and and what I want to ask you is this: How have you managed to maintain? the 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 lines of communication as your as your boys have have grown up and have become men how have you managed to to, to work on that man again a prayer because i ask god all the time what what do i do because i don't know we don't know it all yeah, you know right. each yeah. one of them have totally different personalities yeah. one of them is a little more emotional than the other one one of them and and, and i got two that's pull opposite one will he's more sensitive and i got another one that's hardcore and i got one that sits right in the middle of everything mm. he's you can tell he's going to be somebody's CEO one day. You can just tell the way <laughs> yeah. he is, you know. Yeah. He just got it, you know. But the other two are on total end, different ends of the spectrum. But what I I try to have, I think is important as far as, especially if you have multiple children, is to talk to them together collectively, but address them individually. Because we got to realize what God does is when he makes us, he takes you and that woman, bring you out together, and he extracts different parts of you yeah. to make that person. And one of them is going to be more dominant in certain aspects. Like the one that's real you know, stern and uh, he's kind of mean, but I can be like that sometimes. So I'm able to individually talk to him about mm-hmm. being hot headed, but gotcha. the one that's oversensitive sometimes I could talk to him too, because I've been there as well. And I yeah. talk to them as individual, but collectively they are all experience all those different emotions. Even the one that sits in the middle, mm-hmm. he'll sometimes, you know, teeter totter yeah. over, yeah. you know, yeah. but I think we have to keep that line of communication open and spending time. And it, it don't have to be deep. Like people make it sometimes on TV. We ain't gotta, it ain't gotta be a big field trip or things like that. Sometimes it's simple as him sitting at the, one of them sitting at the table. I walk in and we just start talking. So you gotta take them fishing. You don't have to do and, all that. And, it's good to do, <laughs> yeah, it's but good you don't to have do. to, yeah. you know, <laughs> but it's good to do it though. At the same time, if that's yeah, your thing, but that's your thing. I think we make it too deep. Yeah. These little one-offs, you know, I don't yeah. try to make it like a big deal, you know, like that all the time. These one-offs, sometimes they stand outside. Sometimes they're doing little things, but we got to talk more. As me. That's the biggest thing. We lie all the time. Me and we don't talk. We we talk. We talk on the right topic. You go into the barbershop, it's yeah, wide yeah. open. So you, you go to the yeah. bar, it's wide open. Then yeah. when your wife says so, I just don't know how to explain it. Right. <laughs> you know how to explain it because you know so just you what Nick real. Saban. Yeah, you you know just what Nick Saban should have did to win the championship. You right. can tell that. You can tell what play should have been ran. We use that as excuses. You know, everything we do is like that. I joke with people and say all the time. Men say, um, they say men have commitment issues. We don't have commitment issues. We we stay with the same football team. We go to the same barber. We eat the same foods. We're very routine. Like, we're very routine men. Mm-hmm. But if we don't want to deal with that woman, that's when it's, oh, I'm not consistent. I, I, I don't know how to commit to anything. You're like, man, please, you know. I cried when I was a kid my barber died because I had been with him since a kid. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> you, you, we stick everything out. Yeah, we just don't sure. do it when it comes to, you know, we don't want to hold. that. That's going back to that accountability and responsibility piece you are talking about. We are very, very committed to stuff, though. But when we don't want to, we use it as, a, as an excuse. Yeah. And, you know, and that, I was going to say, but I don't want to take us around down the other path. I was going to say, sometimes these guys who are single, they just need to admit they don't want to be with that woman. They's like, he got a commitment issue. Nah, he just ain't feeling you because you know when you're ready to get married, but I don't want to go down the wrong. <laughs> 
Well, but no. we know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm not opposed to going down this road. <laughs> not either. Not either. We, we've gone down that road. <laughs> yeah, man knows. We don't have commitment issues at all. I love the way you put that, man. I really love the you way you put that. You think about our fathers that. and stuff, someone working plants for 20 and 30 years. They don't have commitment issues. <laughs> we commit to all kinds of stuff. They go to the same church. They do everything we do. We stick to the same brand of cars. My daddy never detoured from a Chevy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I'm right, a Chevy yeah. man. I'm a Ford man we stick to everything we stick out everything but when we don't want to deal with that woman i got commitment issues i just i don't know you're like yeah such a heavy term it's <laughs> like no let's not use that term yeah yeah it's that's an excuse a, that's a good point because we don't want to deal with it yeah it really, i mean it is it it, it, it is I, I i think too you know you you mentioned generational curses no one has shown that guy how to navigate through whatever he's dealing that's with right. either that's right. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Sometimes, sometimes you can be in an unhealthy situation. Mm-hmm. And then there's just other times you just don't know how to deal with mm-hmm. it. But see, and I so, think that that's the responsibility piece because I talked to my son about this. Yeah. My son has a girlfriend that he was trying to break up with, right? And I could just sense it. Same thing. I walked in the kitchen. He was sitting there. He's like kind of just, you know, you, you could tell something's going mm-hmm. on. I said, the issue is, as a man, you want her to come to you and say, I think we should break up. But as a man, you need to take full responsibility. You realize she's not it for you and move. That's what you got to do because it's better for her so that who she's for, she can find the right person. You find the right person. Now, that is, I think, the issue that we don't want to take that responsibility. We want that girl to come to us and say, she's never going to do that. You want her to come to you and say, you know, I think this ain't going to work. And yeah, I don't think it's going to work. But. Cause you know we all been around oh, we girls, know. yeah. yeah we you're know. like, oh, we ain't know. no way I'm taking you home, but we just drag it out, you know. We know instantly. Yeah. But I told my son, I said, you need to tell this girl first because it's not fair. Because the guy who she's supposed to be with can be finding her, but she's so occupied with you. So you have to take the responsibility and cut it off. I think, lack of leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I think too, and you know, if I can put myself, uh, this is the 21 year old. Mm-hmm. No, no, this is my. 18 year old. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've been here where I've been involved. I was involved with a girl in college and I, I just knew if I, t- if I break up with this girl, mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to take for her to recover. That's and I, I and, and I, and I think, I think that's something that a lot of guys, especially at a young age deal with, especially if, if, if he, if he has a gauge on the pulse of her emotional mm-hmm. makeup, he knows this is going to be just terrible. Yep. She just going to take me all the way down through yep. there emotionally. And I think what what he has to learn, what I had to learn, is you have to set the tone early in the relationship right. for you to 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 be able to speak to whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I And I think what happens is you don't do that. And then now you got to do it at the worst time. But if, if, if you, if you set the tone Mm -hmm. for it, she, she, you know, it's not going to make it, not going to make it easy, Mm -hmm. but at least she knows this is what, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You almost condition her to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or go with that. So, Mm -hmm. But but here's another opportunity as we talked about for distractions to creep in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. If she putting that thing on you, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot harder to have that conversation. Yeah. But 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 and also goes back to what we're talking about. <laughs> how do we build our young men to be able to you know with with withstand the the distractions? What 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 advice have you given your sons about 
about what they need to be focusing on because the way I look, the way my life played out, mm -hmm. it really, you know, shout out to the late great Nipsey Hussle, but yeah. it really was a marathon. Mm -hmm. I, it wasn't a sprint for me as it pertains to women. Yeah. I became a lot more attracted to women the older I got. Yeah, right, mm -hmm. right. Right? Right. So even though running parallel with that is the fact that you're you're becoming attracted to women and whatnot, I don't think you should just be hands off, mm -hmm. like just away from like a, you know, you should be a monk. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you should be learning how to develop those skills of communication mm -hmm. with women, learning how to talk to women, That's have right. conversations. But your focus is on the end game. That's right. The long run. Yes. Like they're going to come. Mm -hmm. They're going to come because they're going to be drawn. And see, you don't have to chase women in your 20s That's when right. you learn how to attract them early in your 30s mm -hmm. or late 20s or whatever. Because you're more settled, you know you got a home, mm -hmm. you got you you have you you have a career, <clears throat> you got all the things that you know. I hear women trying to push a guy to. Mm -hmm. You already have that. that's right, mm -hmm. and so that makes you a much more of an eligible man. But I don't, I didn't have that understanding earlier in my twenties, mm -hmm. and that's definitely something I want to share with my son. Like, hey, they ain't going nowhere. That's right. They're not going nowhere. Yeah. You are going somewhere. That's though. right, and that should be your focus. Learn how to learn how to talk. Go on a go on a date here and there, but they should never derail you mm -hmm. from the man you're meant to be when you get to this point in life. That's the truth. But see, I think we have to teach just that what you said. Yeah. But then also teach our young boys at an early age too, because uh, it's all a mentality. You know, as a man, we're taught to champion a certain. How many women have you been with? That's that's put out there. One thing I never forget is my oldest son put. Uh, he put a picture up on Facebook with his shirt off, and I said, "Take it down now." But the reason why I didn't just tell him to take it down, but I explained to him how his body is a temple. That yeah. these things are not meant to be shared, and I think mm. as men, we don't talk about that enough to our boys too. Yeah. We make it a we make it a trophy. How many girls you been with? How many, you know, all this you know, all these things, that language. And we have to right. show them that there is a honor in keeping yourself. And I, that we've gotten away from that. You're 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 you're, you're redefining manhood mm. for him is what you're doing. Is, yeah. You're reprogramming him to, to understand what it means to be a man. Because mm -hmm. yeah, that's impressive right. to sleep with that that different women. But what what's the what's the end game? That's that? right. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and, and making a like you said about uh where she is mentally, because all that happens, because we talk about that soul tie. I said, now yeah. she's not just crazy, you know. That's not. Yeah. Don't make it like she's just crazy. There's a soul that, tie. That's there. what it is. The so, you you know where she is yeah. emotionally because exactly. you got you got that connection with that's her that right. you probably shouldn't have fostered. That's what it is. Uh -huh. Yeah, you, you we have to admit that from uh, and that's what I was telling. I said, you got to take responsibility for what that's. you did in this. This girl's not just. Crazy, you t you saying it all kind of stuff to her. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying. You know he knows exactly what to say. So. It's, it's good guy syndrome. You suffer from good guy syndrome. Mm -hmm. You want to be the good guy, so you're going to do everything right. a good guy does. Right. But what you're doing is you've been false advertising because now you got to break up with her. That's right. And now you got to eat all the words. That's why he won't. You got to eat. Forward, you got to so. eat all the words yep. you done put out there in, yep. in a in a ear. So yeah, man. So. In closing, man, in any any final any final comments you want to make? It's been a great conversation, man. Really I appreciate has. you. Yes, I appreciate you guys having me. My only thing that I say is just what I've said a hundred times. I just want to encourage every man to give themselves to prayer. You know, allow themselves to be open, broken. The last thing I would say is that me and Ronnie talked about this is I would encourage every guy to, if whether it's your father or whoever raised you, 
challenge you to have those conversations and ask them questions mm-hmm. as far as to what do you think you failed at? What do you think you succeeded at? Yeah. Because again, what's in your veins? I told Ronnie one of the greatest things, my, my father passed about three years ago and I had a chance to talk to him. He's a very successful man and then he, this great fall happens. And I said, you know, what do you think you failed at? You know what he told me? He said, I said no too much. He told me that he said, stop mm. telling people no. When people invite you somewhere, people ask you to do stuff, don't say no. The reason that was important because he knew it was in my veins. Mm-hmm. I want to be at home. I want to sit. But if God is giving me something to share, I got to stop saying no. So I would challenge me into uh, community, which is all a part of communication. Talk to your uncles, your father, your grandfather, if they're around. And if not, even ask some of the women in the family who are around. And what do you think that the failures were, the successes were? Because, you know, the old saying, if you don't know where you're being, you don't know where you're going. Right. We don't explore those men enough. Find out what's in your veins. I'm glad you didn't say no to Gatry when he asked you to come on later <laughs> on to, to, to do this with us. Man. I, I, mean, well, I guess I need to say I'm glad you didn't say no because you said <laughs> ah, yes, Tim. <laughs> Tim Harris has entered the chat. <laughs> well played, I, did, sir. I like what you I, did. I did say. say no, but I walked it back really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and plug what what you got going on. How can people get in touch? What you do? What service you, you services you provide? And all of that good stuff, man. Definitely. Well, uh, simple. I am uh, definitely handle uh, finances for us to get people at home. We talked about this. I definitely want to see more men purchase homes because in my business, I see families or single women, single black women buy homes. It's very seldom single black men buy homes. So mm. we have products where we can put your homes. Uh, the short of it, six forty credit score. No money down. We can get you in these homes, give you grant money, all kind of things like that. Awesome. And if their credit is not good, I can guide them along the way. And they can contact you how? 205-470-1101. Awesome. Awesome. That's doing good work, man. I mean, uh, trying. Man. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I can, I see it from afar. I see it from <laughs> yes. afar. I see it from afar. Big ups to you, and thanks again for stopping by. Man, thank you for having me, ladies and gentlemen. You know what to do. If you're on YouTube, or if you're not on YouTube, head over to YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Be sure to smash the like button on our videos. Interact with us on social media. You can find us at the Tipping Point T H A Tipping Point. That's one word on IG and Twitter. We are the T H A the tipping point on youtube hit yes when it asks you are you sure say yes it'll take you directly to our page uh as for that guys we appreciate you hanging out with us rocking with us i'm caesar walker that guy over there is ronnie gatry our powers combined with the tipping point podcast thanks again for listening <laughs>